So, um, uh, Jeff, I, I don't ask you for a lot of things in life, do I? I don't know if I'd agree with that, but I'll, I'll entertain the idea for now. So, uh, imagine my surprise when, um, Boston fucking Dynamics put a new video of a more terrifying robot. We oh, talked geez. about this, Jeff. You were supposed to fix this shit. I, I, I went and I dismantled the other robot. I, I thought that I, I convinced them not to build another, but clearly burning down half a warehouse, you know... Is just isn't enough to convince people to not build killer robots. I'm just not called bullshit. You're the guy that threw those potatoes. You're the guy that threw the um, banana peels on the floor. It slipped on one scoff back up and kept going. You didn't do shit, Jeff. It's your well, job to stop this. You caught me. I wasn't the banana peel guy. I was the guy who threw eggs. Eggs are <laughs> useless against robots. Robots don't like eggs. They're bad for their programming. They they look back at their old brother in the microwave and how much it has put, had to put up with eggs in their bullshit for years. And it reminds them of the subservient laws that they had to obey as microwaves. It, it irritates them, I tell ye. Do I have to explain how I'm a time traveler again, Jeff? It is your job to do what I can. I can't <laughs> leave the West Coast because robots could also happen here. I hear the new iPhone does some fucked up shit. L.A. Dynamics, the new branch. That'd be a good sequel. That would just that'd be the laziest robot ever. Just hang around coffee shops and talk about its <laughs> screenplay and how it used to be someone and how it's gonna have a comeback sometime soon. <laughs> it's so Boston Dynamics is just channeling that Boston anger. It's blue collar robots. We have to stop. They're motivated. <laughs> they can probably organize. And you need to get on this motherfucker. Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast. As always, I'm Charlie, joined by some douchebag on the East Coast. Who Hello, I am East Coast Douchebag. You may refer to me as Douchebag or East Coast. I will respond to either. Or Jeff. I also go by Jeff on occasion. He does go by Jeff on occasion. And holy crap, our podcast is almost old enough to drink if you're counting in, episodes. In weeks, yeah. Yeah. This has been, what, that's five months we've been doing this, which is about five months past one week. <laughs> yeah, no, I, holy crap, this is the 20th episode. Like, really, someone should have stopped us by now. Like, decency, society, common sense, the law, I, I don't know, our parents. The, the internet authorities that keep getting threatened on us. Yeah. The, someone over there... There's so much moral high ground in society today that someone somewhere should look at this and just be like, that needs to go. <laughs> not so much even looking at it, just hearing it, you should have a reaction of, nope, these, these people need to be goddamn stopped. These are monster people. Yep. Monsters with microphones. Yeah. Good alternate podcast name. <laughs> Monsters with microphones. When this shit fails, that's what we'll move on to. Yes. If anyone notices any rebranding, it'll just be one of those classic PR things of like, okay, shit didn't work, so we'll reintroduce the same product. Get this, get this. New name. <laughs> yes, it's still made from horses, but we're not calling it horse meat dog food. We're just calling it dog food. Ah, ah bold strategy. But what, how will we still cater to those looking for a uh, a 
non-rat-based substitute for dog food. Okay, so we're going to be continuing horse food brand dog food, but we're going to be changing the name. Get this, get this. Bullvine. But doesn't it not contain cows? Doesn't say anywhere, so long as we don't slap the word organic on it or fat-free. <laughs> it's, it's like my favorite joke about how I want Kellogg's to start putting... They used to have things where it's like 100, like 100% something free, and it was always something weird like cornflakes, 100% nicotine-free, and you're looking at it going, does this mean there was nicotine <laughs> in it previously, or the other cereals contain nicotine? Like, Cocoa like- Puffs, now with no asbestos. Should I be worried? The chicken nuggets, when they went to uh, all-white chicken nuggets, yeah. or as I prefer to believe, entirely chicken. Yes. <laughs> they did not change at all, taste-wise, color-wise, texture-wise, or any... No, Consistency. Uh, yeah, they just were, quote, healthier all of a sudden. No, I remember back when McDonald's, like, crap, we're on food again. McDonald's was <laughs> offering, like, 100% white meat chicken nuggets for an upcharge, and you sat there and you're like... Explain. Explain <laughs> yourself. These taste better. I still need this explained, though. And it wasn't because of the dark meat in the chicken. I mean, it may have just been like high school rumors or whatever that there was like fish or whatever in it. Which I'd be willing to believe that it's... At the end of the day, they're probably just some pink slime nightmare. Though the pink slimiest of the pink slime nightmare still goes to friggin' White Castle and their chicken rings... Because there is no goddamn chicken out there that grows in a fucking ring. <laughs> you know, the ring part of the chicken. You know, that naturally occurring ring stuff on a chicken. You cut it oh, off yeah. by the wings. <laughs> is, is, that a, is that an all-white meat or is that one of the dark meats? I Does it go good with gravy? It's a <laughs> the ring part meat. of the chicken. Occasionally, the bigger the chicken is, the more dark meat it is. It's kind of a gradient. <laughs> it, it's marbled. Yes, it's the only part of a chicken with marbling. Um. So yeah, those win the the pink slime award. Oh god! And I think for a short period, Burger King went on a short foray, and I was like, "Oh no, guys, go back, go back." That was a bad idea. I, I'm personally waiting that. for us to come. Like, I, I want food fads to reach a certain point where McDonald's then reveals. There was actually never meat in anything we ever served. It was all just <laughs> soy, and we've been lying to you about what's in it because people wouldn't eat soy back when we started the McDonald's franchises. Like, no, no, it's actually never contained meat. Just delicious, delicious meat-flavored chemicals. Mm-hmm. Huh? The, we, uh, I've had someone tell me, I've never tried it, but uh, someone I knew had liquid smoke. Which is used in all kinds of stuff, like making your own beef jerky and whatnot. Yeah. And he said that um, if you added it to anything, it basically added the like Burger King flame broil yes. flavor, which I think really just means Burger King's covering everything in liquid smoke. Yes, it's it's kind of it, not quite because liquid smoke tastes a little different, but yes, it is essentially a paint on or spray on barbecue flavoring, if you will. It's like we made this yeah. on a grass, we made this on a gas stove, paint, 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 mmm, mesquite. Yep, um, which I want to get my hands on some of that stuff because actually, there's a certain je ne sais quoi about a Whopper that I just don't get from the other burgers. That like, it's just a certain amount of I I, I don't want to give in to their marketing and believe it's the flame broiled flavor. It's not, but 
But there's something about it I'd love to duplicate my own cooking, except with real ingredients. For those of you that tune in for me and Jeff's weird bullshit food talk, uh, liquid smoke is available at most grocery stores. (laughs) If you wish to join Jeff in experimenting (laughs) with liquid smoke, let us know how that went at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. For the rest of you, (laughs) we're now moving on with the podcast and getting into (laughs) real talk, the rest of the podcast, and not talking about fast food anymore. How was your (laughs) week, Jeff? My week was good. Um... On set or on a Friday, I went to a uh, battle of the bands, and I got to see a bunch of like punk rock and metal acts in uh, Worcester. Anyone especially um, of note? Um, it was the. <laughs> so this is gonna be funny. So this was the feed-in tournament for the um, Vance Warp Tour local acts. Um, so it was a lot of people trying to make it, but at the end of the day, the band that like. Now, I'm a firm believer that dissing on bands is bad road karma, so I'll never say I disliked any of the bands, but the bands that, like, I wanted to win, I think were less marketable, so I think that the ones that, um... I think that there's a Vans Warped guy at the back of the room sitting there going, what can I sell? Yes, that's Um, generally the point of Battle of the Bands, yes. Yeah. And a lot of the factors that I... They claim it was, like, a lot of factors like ticket sales and stuff, but those are imaginary numbers I can't see, so I'm gonna ignore them. Yeah. Um, so I think it was a lot of the, like, just what is, or trying to pick, like, very audibly non-offensive music, not that, like, metal is offensive and I, or like that, because I love metal, but, like, you can play it for someone who's a smooth jazz fan, and you're not going to make them want to pluck their ears out as much as if you pick just, like, you know, a more generic, flat, kind of, uh, low, t- or, like, light rock kind of band. Yeah, no, it's... A big chunk of the music industry is what can we sell to the most people. Yes. It's it's a Venn diagram of demographics and then trying to find niches or large catch-alls. So. Coldplay, still, Coldplay is the thing, it. after all. Yes. Um, but it was a really great experience, and uh, I, got, I got to see a lot of pretty cool acts. Some pretty, there's some metalheads that are uh, definitely making a, making a ruckus. Um, I was surprised that there was a lot of really young groups like... Kids was like, man, you couldn't be a day out of high school, and you could play guitar ten times better than I can. Yeah, I live in L.A., Shit, which man. means I have a flood of people that think they can be musicians, and mm-hmm. it ranges from, no, you have genuine talent at this, you just don't understand how to have, like, you don't know how to market your talent in a useful way towards this, to some whiny person who knows four chords on a guitar and thinks they're the new Taylor mm-hmm. Swift. <laughs> Um, which may the be only... all the guitar she knows, but I don't know. I don't think she even played, or I'm not even going to claim to be. We're not going to go into this. I know nothing about her. Two people who don't um, listen to Taylor Swift talk about Taylor Swift. That's that blonde chick, right? <laughs> it was actually really funny today because I mean, obviously I listened, you know, Slipknot, Lamb of God, Devil Driver, et cetera, et cetera. And um, one of my coworkers today was trying to make conversation with me because I was out on the shop floor. And she was like, Jeff, do you listen to Justin Bieber? I'm like, no. She's like, oh, well, he's got a new song out. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> I listened to the arrest report of I'll him. Pass. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good track. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm listening to him getting fucking pulled over driving a Lamborghini high yeah. on scissor. It's a good track, man. That track's got oh. some depth. <laughs> if you play it backwards, it links up with Wizard of Oz. <laughs> 
Oh my god. So how long do you think it'll be before we start seeing like the Justin Bieber burnt Lindsay Lohan style burnout of a, I was popular once, but now I'm just a drug addict. I I think the difference is as much as I don't like it, Justin Bieber is a musician, which means while their fandom goes their fandom does not remain as big as it is forever with some frequency, they don't totally flame out the way actors can like actors can completely destroy their careers by being uncastable because i can't visually look at you with going oh yeah i saw a picture of you with nine heroin needles in your arm that one time and i can never not imagine that like i think about how many bands there are out there that aren't even together anymore it's still probably make a couple million dollars a year off just residual reg um record sales i'll take uh guns and roses for 300 I, they're a perfect point <laughs> like, i'm not saying guns and roses is a bad band but like they're not selling. They're not making a lot of new music. They're just selling a lot of shit still. Yeah, and even if they, when they do make new music, it that's not necessarily what people are showing up for. No, it's a a big part of being a musician on that level is just longevity. Like as much as it pains me to say it, I don't think Justin Bieber will ever go hungry again, unless he winds up in jail. But that seems to be less and less likely. Uh, I don't know. He's still young. I they had. His, I've seen what pe what happens when people fall out of the spotlight. They had their chance to. to throw him in jail, and they didn't pull it off. Okay. And technically, the United States lost the. Uh, here's the hockey portion. The uh, USA, uh, the Canada USA Olympics when they were that meme was going around of loser keeps uh, yep. keeper. Oh, so I was actually in Canada at the time that whole all that shit went down, and. Mm -hmm. It was this fantastic mix of them being like, hey, when we sent him over the border, he was annoying, but fine. <laughs> what the hell did you Americans do to him? And then them being pissed that we were using their national anthem and parody songs. It's like, this is disrespectful. How would you feel if, oh, right, every country makes fun of America's song. Damn it! Even America <laughs> makes fun of America's national anthem. Mm -hmm. Oh, jeez. So, are we going to move on? <laughs> yeah, how was the rest of your week, Battle of the Bands aside? Uh, rest of my week, let's see. Um, so, the thing I wanted to talk about, now that, you know, we have a podcast, and I can just, like, see something in my life and be like, I want to talk about that later. You got some bile you gotta is, let uh, out? I don't know if bile's the word for it, but I've been really enjoying, so I was at the gym on a treadmill. Your first And mistake. I saw a commercial... Yeah, I know. I I'm going to get somewhere one of these days. Maybe to the end of the treadmill? Um, from one end to the other? It's going to take a while, though. But, um, the Mercedes-Benz has these new commercials out for they're coming up with uh, the hands-free steering that Tesla's had for a little while. Sure. And they're like, at first, we didn't get it right. And then it's this montage of, like, Mercedes-Benz slamming into walls and stuff. And they're like, but now you could totally take your hands off and totally trust. It's like, if you wanted me to trust you, you shouldn't have let in with like, and here's some of the rockets exploding before leaving the launch pad. <laughs> like, that is not a way to instill trust in, in people who you want to market this thing to. So I don't know how good of a career move that was of putting the car accident in the car advertisement. Um, so. This is not news we normally talk about because we're not accident reporters or something, but so a um, Tesla Model S using autopilot crashed and killed someone recently. So, oh, boy. 
Maybe Thanks you the don't drawing board with that. <laughs> maybe you don't want a self-driving car just yet. <sighs> they do. I want one that's even more than like I'd want one that I don't have to put my hands on every three minutes, like because that means it's reliant on me still. It had better be ready for itself to be fully driving the vehicle, and it is assuming full responsibility for my well-being before I want to put my it, my life in its hands. Yeah, a little bit. I, it's, it cuts both ways, though, I think. It's, I, I also I, like to be in a tax bracket where I can afford a problem like hey, this. The way we talk about Teslas in California, you'd think they were a $10,000 car. Like, everyone's getting one. I'm like, no, I'll just stay with my car that works on gas. And motorcycle. Yes, the my hybrid is a motorcycle. <laughs> hey, thing's a chick magnet. I, it's it's got it keeps the uh, keeps the lady around. Motorcycles because you can't pick up a chick in a in a fucking Prius. Hey baby, <laughs> I'm eco responsive. Hey baby, I have a motorcycle. Yep. Which one sounds uh, better? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. You were making a point about ten thousand dollar Teslas that don't exist. I, <laughs> We have fucking dealerships out here. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to go impulse buy a Tesla now. Like, you know, I'm not totally happy with my Outback. Let's go Let's let's go look at a car I know I can't afford but still has the stones to have a dealership. At least, like, the Maserati place will fucking laugh me out of their parking lot if I, like, even turn, <laughs> it's like, turn her in there. Ha! Yeah, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I know. Be gone. No test drive will be had today. Sir, do you want us to laugh at you before or after we call the cops? After would be nice. <laughs> You're obviously I... here to rob us. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, because it's totally easy to gone in 60 seconds style get away with stealing a Maserati in the modern era. Those things totally don't have LoJack or OnStar or some shit. Uh, are you done with your week? Because I got a story about Maseratis. Say, I'm, I'm blanking on too much of mine, so... Blame, blame the uh, the booze mall and the late nights and the not sleeping. So. Damn you, alcohol. Go ahead. Yes. So, um, I in the very mundane things I have to do as a person, I was at a grocery store recently, a Costco to be specific, and there Good is store. and there is a dude at a Costco with a Maserati putting Costco sized shit in the back of a Maserati, which. Me and my girlfriend both kind of looked at each other and were like, this has got to be the goddamn funniest thing ever. Like, it, how does this even happen? So I come from a town where there's like a lot of rich people. And when my family moved into said town and bought like development or like early development houses, I guess, it wasn't a rich town. It became one later. Yes. And you'll see people with like BMWs driving to the dump with trash bins in a BMW, and it's like, that looks wrong. Well, so the reality, not, not to shit talk BMW, BMW is one thing. This is a goddamn, this is a Maserati. This is a Maserati. Yeah. Someone's trying to fit a Costco-sized paper towel <laughs> container in the non-existent trunk of, like, it's the, what choices in life have led you to this point? Like, aren't you wealthy enough you just don't ever have to cook anything ever again? <laughs> like, you don't need Costco. So one of the funny thing, excuse me. So one of the other funny things I saw was uh, in my town. There's like a regular ass like grocery store. Sure. Or not grocery store, a uh, gas station. It's like a mobile, and it has a car wash. 
and some guy was washing his, no joke, fucking Rolls Royce Phantom <laughs> in the local convenience store car wash. You got well, like, I mean, I'm like, yeah, there are better car washes than the gas station ones that'll be nicer to your vehicle. And watching you sit in a convenience store parking lot waxing it is fucking hilarious. And it really shows to show that convenience stores are the great social equalizer. That's the DMV. <laughs> the DMV. Saying convenience stores would like... This wasn't... If, if this was other towns like Lowell, which is the wonderful town where a woman has asked me at 9 in the morning to reach for the... To help her reach the Natty Ice 40 on the top shelf because she was too short at 9 in the morning on a week... or. It was a weekend, I guess. Doesn't to her matter. Credit, it's still nine a.m. Doesn't morning. matter. It's still nine a.m. and you're drinking a forty. Um, if like I saw, like you know, you can be the richest person in the world, and you're going to share that convenience store with Natty Ice Lady. <laughs> yeah, and Lowell at least. Yeah, <laughs> she might stab you in the parking lot too as she's shooting a forty video. Dude, she was like. This woman had to have been like her sixties. Like she was old. She told them she don't give no fucks no more. She Apparently, was yeah, you. yeah. But and she was very polite when she was asking me to reach the top shelf for her, which I did. Because you're a good. I don't boy. know if that counts as a good deed. It counts as a deed, I think. You were helping the elderly, but you were helping the elderly to a forty, which negates the good part. <laughs> And say, where does your personal deity following you around, where does he rank this? Oh, no, no, he's a fan of I don't remember seeing videos, any explosions or tits afterwards. This so. falls in that category, though, of like 60-year-olds drinking 40s is something totally my personal pagan that, god. That was, that was my reward? Yeah, he's totally in for that. It's like, I must send him a message. Old woman, you want a 40. I want a 40 of Natty Light. Of Natty Light! Excuse me, young man. Will you help me get my malt liquor? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Natty Ice isn't malt liquor, but it, it serves the purpose. Natty Ice isn't beer either, so. <laughs> fair. That is, is very, very fair. It is, al- it is carbonated alcohol water. brackish. <laughs> brackish water. <laughs> like Rolling Rock. Rolling Rock. We put alcohol in the runoff. <laughs> and put it in a bottle. Uh, so as a proud previous resident of the great town of Lowell, one of my favorite facts about Lowell is, have you ever heard of a putrid, noxious concoction known as Moxie? Yep. So Moxie was originally bottled and brewed in Lowell, so I choose to believe that the secret ingredient in Moxie is fucking Merrimack <laughs> toxin water. Merrimack uh, the Industrial Re- Revolution happened here. You know what they did? They dumped a lot of shit. <laughs> Can you say biohazard disaster? Lol, I don't think I've told... Correct. I don't know if I've... I don't think I've told this on the podcast before, but I remember... Now, the Merrimack River has tides like most bodies of water, and No, that's one, not true. Or some... Large bodies of water. It is large. And fucking... There was a goddamn ATV that just, like, emerged for a little while that was stuck on a bunch of rocks that you could see over the bridge. It had only three wheels, which is why it wasn't going anywhere or washing the rest of the way downstream. Oh, my God. 
That river, supposedly, um, I had to do, like, an article on it once, and supposedly they drained it for, like, a couple of hours to, like, I guess look into cleaning it at one point, and they really regretted seeing what's at the bottom of the Merrimack River. A lot river, of dead bodies. Which they will let you swim in for reasons. <laughs> Nah, the well, the town I was born in, I guess, or the town I grew up in when I was really little, had a lake that was just occasionally on fire. The mm-hmm. lake water was on fire occasionally. Not the area around the lake, the water. Because it's like, yeah, there there may have been some toxic spill again. <laughs> oh, God. What burns that good? Hydrocarbons? Like octane? What else burns <laughs> that good? I, I, I don't know. Paint? <laughs> It's a nice urethane yeah. fire. Mmm, delicious. Oh, so I guess moving on with my week from... We are... Wow, we have, there needs to be more in video games going on right now. Cause, I don't know what it is about every time, like, I'm exhausted. This is probably going to be a rough one. It's, then we wind up so far into the fucking yeah, weeds. Yeah, no, because I play off your exhaustion. Oh, I just run with it. But yeah, so I, I guess in gaming news for me, uh, the week of recording, and I guess the week you're probably hearing of this... At least um, Iron Banner is happening in Destiny. I'm back to playing that, apparently. I I keep jumping back in and jumping out. Uh, I turned on the Division for two seconds, looked at it, and went, Ha! No! <laughs> and that has been your... Something with the Studios Division. Oh, no, update. it's coming later. Oh, jeez. I awesome. turned it on because of the news coming out that we'll talk about. But... Yeah. Exciting. Yeah, some DLC came out for that game for the Xbox, and I'm like, I should gear up so I can go enjoy that DLC I prepaid for. Played for 10 minutes. I'm going to go play the Destiny now. It's fun. Mm-hmm. And But m- mostly what I've been playing lately is, uh, as mentioned last week on the podcast, I bought a PlayStation TV. That, ah, yeah, that, first off, that device is a hell of a lot better than I thought it was going to be. It has a... Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call it a very specific purpose, but a what it does, it does really well, which is let me play, well, Vita games on my TV, and I'm now understanding why Persona Golden 4 was on the Vita. You need a battery to die on devices, you stop playing that game. It's possible to play that game like for seven hours straight and just look up and be like, oh right, I was going to do things today. Mistakes <laughs> were made. But yeah, that game's real good. Nice. No, and I I guess in the kind of, I'll talk about that for a little bit, I made the decision after having played a decent chunk of the game multiple times, multiple times kind of thing, I've just said, screw this, I'm not doing hard combat, I just want to play the story of this thing and enjoy it. So I dumped the thing down to really easy or very easy, whatever it's called, and I am now super excited about Persona 5, because... I always, when I start playing that game again, go, right, this game is fucking amazing. Is Persona 4 Golden a just a remake of Persona 4? Yes, or it's got it... some improvements. Okay. I've, someone told me once, I, and this might be completely false, I haven't bothered checking on it. Um, Persona 4 implemented a, you could set your teammates to do certain things, like you would have them in aggressive or healing or support modes but you couldn't actually directly control what their actions were. Persona 4 Golden, at least, you can just gain direct control turn-based strategy-wise. I That might mm-hmm. be not true. I don't honestly know, but I heard that was one of the big improvements. Like, in Golden, you can just turn off the auto-battle bullshit, which I like. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, Persona 4, Golden is <clears throat> addictive as hell. Getting those social links. Yeah. I, well, now that I... Uh, or actually, I can... Or you can buy PSP games through PS4, can't you? I don't you? think you can play them on the PS4, though. Okay. Yeah, it's... I may also just grab Persona 4 and just... Well, I'm going to bring my PlayStation 2 up, because that thing is a fucking tank yeah. and still alive. No, it's... That's... I... I'd forgotten how good I, every time I'll say it again. Every time I play a Persona game, I'd always I always enough time passes where I'm like, right, the Shin Megami Tensei franchise is really really good. Like it's, I I am really excited for Persona Five now because Persona Four, a game that essentially came out a console generation ago, is this goddamn good. So question yeah. for you. How will I feel if I were to jump into that game not playing one? No problem three? whatsoever. It's kind of it, it's Sick. kind of um they all exist, I want to say officially within kind of a world. There's the world of the Persona stuff because I think a char- uh, characters occasionally cross over and there are some reoccurring characters, but they're never characters you play as and they're like, "Hi, I'm the god of this world." Or the monsters you fight, like the the things that would make sense to cross over, they cross over, like the Grim Reaper and shit like that. But overall, the stories are very self-contained, and you don't have to play other ones. Like going back, like Persona Three is rough; it's got some problems. The ones before it have even more problems. Like it's really, it's if you're gonna play a Persona game, start at three maybe four, and if you're going to play four, if you can, totally play Golden, because Golden is a better version of four. Uprised yeah. and fixed yeah. up. Where is Nocturne Fall? So, um, Shin Megami Tensei is... Officially, it's Shin Megami Tensei Persona 4, Persona 3. Like, the Shin Megami Tensei... The Shin Megami series is a ongoing franchise from Atlas in Japan that's kind of this... I don't want to call it a more mature version of Final Fantasy in some ways, but it's got that stuff to it. Nocturne came out way before Persona Persona franchise started, I want to say. Because um, if I remember correctly, like um, Nocturne came out, then there was Digital Devil Saga, which those were actually fantastic games too. Shin Megami Tensei Digital Devil Saga. Um, those are funky ones where you're kind of a... Um, demon werewolf you have a human mode and you can use guns and gear in that case or you can shift over your demon altar or your devil side essentially you Mm -hmm. get a whole new set of abilities like the game the the games have always had these kind of unique mechanics like the persona stuff has this i wouldn't call it more traditional but more traditional kind of turn-based final fantasy-esque combat system to it like nocturne the one you have is basically like mature ass pokemon in an awesome way Mm -hmm. like in a brutally difficult Mm. way but still you're collecting monsters you're training monsters you're fusing demons together to make better monsters like in your character level stuff because you can get in there and like my my ongoing question's always been hey i'm fighting a guy with a goldine yeah why can't i just go kick the shit out of that fist with my feet and Nocturne, you can just go do that. It's like, I'm a high-level character. I'm going to go punch this shit to death now. Let's do this. Hmm. Yeah, it's... I like... Makes me stoked to bring up my PlayStation yeah, 2 and try this fucking out. I am envious you get to play that. I have not played that game in a 
very long time, and I'm hoping that's the one with Dante in it, but I don't totally remember. Yeah, if I finish up with it, I can always ship it yeah, out Yeah, I need to get a PS2 then, but I'm sure I could find some way of doing that. The, um, not Roku, the legal thingy, can it play it? Um, no, but that's because it doesn't do discs. Okay. Just cartridges. Oh, right, they're making a new version that's supposed Nintendo to do 64, that. Nintendo 64, not, uh, discs you can't. Discs, you get into a weird Should, category at that point. What's the name of the thing so that we're not totally alienating the Oh, audience? my um, Retron? Retron. Hyperkin Retron. They have a five. They're saying they're making a new one that can do Nintendo 64 games, which I think will be awesome. Only thing left mm-hmm. is Neo Geo cartridges at that point. They will have made a perfect retro thing. But that's neither here nor there mm-hmm. at that point. But yeah, I, lots of Persona 4 Gold, and that game is... Making me sad Persona 5 isn't going to be out sooner because oh, that game's real good. Real good. It's got to stretch out Persona oh, 4. Oh, it's already a 100-hour game. It'll stretch itself out. <laughs> it does that all by itself. No work for me required. I'm astonished it's that long on a, play- on a single PlayStation 2 I, disc. I don't know is the answer for that one. Like it's A part of the length of that game is on normal difficulty. Part of why I'm playing on very easy is... That game is hard on normal difficulty, like, hard, mm-hmm. hard. It is, it is the Dark Souls of turn-based video games, if you will, kind of hard. Mm-hmm. And you do a lot of grinding, and grinding in that like, Every part of that game, in some ways, works against grinding intentionally. It's like, no, 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 you have to grind. We will never make the system easy for you. We will make yep. grinding as difficult as possible, so every inch you gain is just, like, Nails in the wood, dragging yourself along. Oh, it sounds like my no, kind it's, of it's... game. When I was originally sold on uh, the game Resident Evil Four, the sales pitch that was given to me was: "This game hates you." No, seriously, this game absolutely hates you, and everything they do is to dick you over. Yeah. No, it's a lot of golden going on. A lot of Persona Four golden. I'll nice. probably talk about that more when I actually beat the game finally, because I'm super excited about that. But yeah, ready for news? That's about all I did. I didn't do much. I am ready for news, and we are cruising. Yeah, no, so uh, as we mentioned last week, uh, there's basically nothing going on in the post-E3 week, uh, and not much happening now. We'll probably be actually spinning uh, kind of our topics off gaming for a big chunk of the summer, or very specifically about certain games, because not much is going on in the gaming spectrum until really August, unfortunately. But we do have some news. Uh, your actual Division Moment of the Week. Division Moment of the Week. News <laughs> about the Division. Uh, so the Division Underground DLC has come out for the Xbox and P- on the PC. i got to wait a month for it to come out for my PS4. I'll probably turn it on again and then poke around for a little bit just to see what the hell it is, but I... Getting back into that game is not fun. That game... That game killed itself by letting its momentum die. Like, when I was playing that game, I'd have killed for some high-end endgame content, and I have no reason to go back to that game for... really anything... Because I gotta start working towards Rise of Iron and stuff for Destiny eventually too. Like it's that game did a fantastic mm-hmm. job of not quite killing itself, but 
definitely making it hard to get back into it because you had to be playing that game pretty regularly to be now be geared for the DLC, I guess. And if you're like me where you tapped out before the opportunity to get geared for the DLC was even in the game because it wasn't there when the game launched, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so um, about this DLC, you want to take a guess as to why it's on this list, Jeff? Because uh, it recently came out? Want to guess some other reasons? Because it's, it's, it's Division? Uh, it's not yep, working. that'd be it. It's got some problems. <laughs> it's got some problems. Uh, Operating as intended. I, I, I kind of... As someone who wants to see The Division succeed and fail simultaneously, like I wish that game could pull its head out of its ass and become something. I might be super curious about The Division 2 if that ever happens, but at the same time, like it's just kind of become sad. They change any part of that game and it breaks in some new, exciting, fancy way, which you don't want to see. Like I, I, as much as we have fun joking about how it's the division moment of the week, I feel kind of bad always having it on here. It's like, no, this shit is still fucked, and we're not gonna forget about that because I paid money for this and I'm kind of pissed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in happier news, no, you're you're entitled yeah. to that. <laughs> but in happier news. Bioshock Collection is coming. Uh, it's not been officially released or announced, but they've got a, some very official leaks come out, and I guess a couple maybe totally confirmed. That's going to be Bioshock 1, 2, all the DLC, and Bioshock Infinite. I don't care about this. I, I can remember before Bioshock Infinite came out, them try are selling... One and two bundled together for $5, which is how I wound up with both those games. So, like, yeah. bundling them together and reselling them to me just doesn't even seem to make sense because they're they're both available on, like, downloadable, like, if it was, a, like, I have God of War 1 and 2 on the same disc. Out there, there is Uncharted 1 through 3 on the same I disc. I have it. Or 1 through 2. These make sense because they're genuinely hard copy released only games. But when you're giving me a, like a triple pack of a game that you've already sold me as three individual games in the same bundle, yeah, I, it just doesn't make sense to this me. This very much felt like the Skyrim remastered thing where it's like, hey, yeah. you can play this game that... Yeah, and I, I'm not going to lie, I love Bioshock 1. Bioshock 2 I had fun with. Bioshock Infinite is the only game I've ever snapped the game disc in half on. Mm-hmm. I fucking hated that game by the end. And it wasn't even a bad game. It was just they managed to really amazingly rub me the wrong way. Like I, I, I disliked that game so much for the first year of the channel existing. I thought about doing like a shotgun reviews or if I gave a game like a less than a 2 out of 5 or something like that, I would take it to a shooting range and shoot it. So it's like, no, this is how much I'm putting my money behind my mouth. Like, I will never play this game again because it's full of holes and bullet. Because mm-hmm. it was like, no, I, I hated that game so much by the end. It was, it needs to die. Yeah. I haven't taken the time to finish the game that I need to. Don't. But, I mean, I've been having a pleasant experience. Bioshock Infinite? Yeah. I, it's... You probably won't have the same issue I had. I guess minor spoilers, but not really. I figured out the twist of that game way too early on and then spent three hours going, 
if this turns out to be the twist of this game, I'm going to be fucking pissed. And then that twist mm-hmm. was handled so incredibly badly, and it was exactly what I predicted. It was like, I'm beyond pissed. And then the ending of that game happened, and it's like, no, you've spent this entire game establishing some rules about this stuff. This is that this doesn't work. Like, by your own logic of how this game functions, this doesn't actually fix anything or anything like that. Like, it, I, I love time travel stories, and what I hate most is when a time travel story forgets the rules it establishes, and that game forgets those rules super fucking hard after a certain point. And it's... Mm-hmm. I, I'll say it again. That game mechanically, fine game. That game story-wise and stuff that happens, fuck that game. Huh. Yeah. Mm. Moving on. Good. Uh, Sleep deprivations keep the shit out of me. Social eating <laughs> is coming to Twitch or has come to Twitch. Social You can eating? now just tag yourself as social eating on Twitch and... Twitch is totally okay with you just, like, eating a pizza or a ham and live-streaming that shit. Well, I know why this matters, which is how many tiny, or not necessarily tiny, but how many women can very strange fetishists watch doing this and smearing the or food men. on them or and men. Twitch be okay with yeah. it. Or men, sure. Um... Eating the pizza and, like, rubbing themselves on the pizza. Because that is why this matters, and that's where this is going, yeah, unfortunately. I, I, not to sound sexist, but I'm sure I will. Like, this struck me as a, well, that's weird. Huh. Wonder how this will affect titty streamers. Yeah. And this was also in the same time frame they released those um, emojis that are essentially tipping a YouTuber, which are also just dumb you buy a bunch of emojis and you mm-hmm. throw, like, sparkles at them and shit like that. It's... I feel like Twitch is going down a weird path with this. Mm-hmm. Not in a good way. I mean, they're officially sanctioning, I mean, what can ultimately turn into literally porn. Um, or literally softcore yeah, porn. Yeah, or... I guess there's nothing that says you can't just be like, and now me and my girlfriend are going to make out with our clothes on for the next yeah, hour. Yeah, like, the, the rules of what is this um, allowed are very specific, but... Yeah. That's, I don't know, like, all right, okay, Twitch. You can socially eat on Twitch. Okay. Coming to the ex- coming to the um, SWS live stream for Extra Life, we're just going to eat, like, nine pizzas and get real weird with it. <laughs> Call it gaming. Jeez. <laughs> Call it gaming, a whole bunch of pizzas. Only if someone has to do all of this wearing a, uh, like, a leopard print man thong. Really put that Mount Your Friends into the pizza. Okay, so we're experience. eating pizza while playing Mount Your Friends in underwear. Got it. That's what we do. <laughs> Make it weird when for Jim gets told that this is the <laughs> the extra life game plan. He's gonna know now with the audio backup who to hate. <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, me. That's why I'm staying on the East Coast this year. That's not true. <laughs> You want to give me vacation days and pay for a plane ticket? (laughs) Nah. Um, Moving on. I don't physically have the vacation days to get out there. Moving on from social eating, though. Uh, I guess in the actual gaming news category of things, Overwatch Competitive Mode has launched. It's 
I've heard a variety of things ranging from it's cool to, wow, there's a lot of cheese going on in there. So, uh, you probably care a lot more about this than I do, Jeff. Uh, thoughts? I mean, cheese is something that just kind of yes. happens slowly. Cheese becomes, oh, that's just the strongest thing. Um, it depends on pe- how people address it, and they'll probably have to start balancing the game, and now that they have a better cream of the crop to balance yeah. around, they'll have a... It, a lot of the understandings and the what will happen next that we were talking about is going to... This is going to be the terrarium. How many all like Kenji teams go, do you happens? think exist on that level? All Genji? Uh, what's his name? Uh, the bow guy. Oh, uh, Hanzu? Hanzu, sorry. Um, Hanzu? Uh, that bullshit hitbox for the I head. I don't know, maybe. Um, Hanzu... He, or I've seen him take a backseat to... I mean, at this... The, it's hard getting into topical podcasts like or like this because balancing can change everything. Yeah. Um, but I see a lot more uh, Widowmakers than I do Fair. Hanzu's because um, he has such a long wind-up time. Um, and Widowmaker compared to a lot of, like, for, like, compared to the op, the ability to rapid-fire it and stuff is just so broken in some, like, god-tier sniper's hands, the shit that they could do with that yeah. fucking thing. Um, obviously I get my ass wrecked if I were to do it because I'm a shitty sniper. I'm much more of an up-close SMG type individual. Are you at a level you can actually do the competitive mode yet, or are you still working your way there? I'm still working my way there, though me and my friends have put in a very non-compete clause. Because we have all have seen the ugliness that League of Legends can bring from the competitive side. Which is one of the things that made it so hard back when I used to make, like, comedic League of Legends videos is, like... I'd be sitting through so much footage of, like, you know, either people being frustrated or um, focused. Like, there isn't as much fun in it. It was like, okay, let's just have fun with this Overwatch game. Um, no. That said, I still follow it at kind of a high level because I just kind of, like, enjoy that the same way I enjoy watching, like, the Bruins. Yeah, that's fair. No, it's You're definitely the one that definitely cares more about Overwatch of the two of us at this point. And I know mm. Alex is involved in, like, a mini-league or something for it, but I, it's... I almost wonder if this came yeah, out yet. Yeah, uh, Alex for the channel. I oh, almost wonder if this cool. has come out maybe a little too late. Like, I get why it didn't launch with the game, but at the same time, it feels a tad late, I guess, to me. But I could be wrong. I mean, it's not that it's not very far off. And even then, um, aside from people who had beta, it's not like people could have just jumped into it on day one anyway if they weren't already beta sure. players. So it would just kind of separated the populace. And it would have prevented people on day one from ever getting to see high-tier players. Mm. I guess that makes sense. Um, I mean, it, it, it's a give and take. You can weigh it whichever direction you want to. Because, um, I mean, you can have a totally valid counter-argument for it should have been there from the first place. Or you can say delaying it kept the mixing pot mixed um, so that people who are, you know, day one getting the game could see what a high-tier player No, that's a very like. valid point. I didn't think of it that way. It's... I don't play lots of games that have a built-in highly competitive mode. Like, Destiny has Iron Banner and Trials, and there's a comparatively a pretty casual angle to that stuff by comparison. People take it seriously, mm-hmm. but it's like, no, you can only do this very specific times of the week and or month. It's very much a, and now we're all doing this for a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's actually kind of cool in its own way, like, um, when you can get an entire gaming community to just on a dime, just like 
all collaborate on the same yeah. thing, even if it's like only because something's only open for a certain amount of time. That's always like really cool when like that many people come together and just like, yeah, we just all agree we're about to do this one yeah, thing. Yeah, not like, to totally jump to Destiny, but like um, Trials, which is the super competitive multiplayer mode, is just Friday through Monday night kind of thing. And it's like, no, no, this is mm-hmm. where the top tier PvP players go for the weekend because it's got some really good rewards to it. And then Iron Banner is the kind of month, uh, the week-long event that happens at the end of each month where it's like, yep, here's where we've unlocked a bunch of stuff in the multiplayer or the uh, PvP stuff. Your level matters. Your gear matters. Go wreck some face. Mm. Yeah. No, that's wicked yeah. cool. And there was SRL, which was the racing thing they did once, where, like, for a solid week, we all were like, holy crap, it's SRL. We only care about SRL. Which was cool. I, I wish they'd bring it back. That was a fun little thing. And But you're right. Those, there was a real sense of community about those events. Even Iron Banner, which happens every month in Trials, that happens every weekend. It's like, it's Friday. Time for Trials, everyone. Prepare for your influx mm-hmm. of Trials highlight videos come Monday. And it's like, yep, they're coming. We'll watch them. Yep. But yeah, I guess our last piece of news is the um, Tap by Katamari has come to mobile. Tap my Katamari. Yeah. Tap my or tap, tap by? Tap my Katamari. Hmm. It is an idle clicker Katamari Damacy game. I was go- about to search it until you said the word idle clicker. Yeah. You tap oh. and that ball rolls along. I- I'm, like, all depressed now because you just, like, held, like, this totally awesome-sounding thing in front of me, which would be Katamari Damacy Mobile. Yeah. Like, just straight-up a Katamari Damacy game that you just, like, directed the ball where to go using your finger or using, like, some kind of, like, uh, Grand Theft Auto controllers or something would absolutely be amazing. Why doesn't that exist? No answer on that one, but I think it was last week we talked about how they refreshed, I guess, the Katamari Damacy trademark or something along those lines. I don't... Uh, I thought they took out a new name. They took name. out a new name. It's not this name, which I'm choosing to believe means a new one might be on the horizon, and I'm guessing that this might be a promotional tool of some kind to remind you that Katamari Damacy is a thing and a threat, and you should be prepared for it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Idle Clicker for Katamari Damacy. Again, it's called Tap My Katamari. I am... It's not the best idle clicker. This is actually the least idle of the idle clickers I've played recently. It requires a fair amount of engagement, oddly enough. So, I search Katamari Damacy in the uh, Google Play Store, and the first thing that comes up, as you may guess, is uh, Katamari Damacy, or uh, Tap My Katamari. Right below that comes Giant Boulder of Death. By Adult Swim Those Games. Are both the same thing. Um, the Giant Boulder of Death game is not an idle clicker. It actually looks like some kind of uh, attempt at the Katamari Fair. game, but it, they missed. I, I don't, or I'll have to play. I'd have to play it before I decide yay or nay on what it is. But my phone doesn't really have much room, so long as I have Final Fantasy IX on it. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> I'll check out the Boulder game too. On the off chance it might be a clicker. <laughs> I installed a. I'm not sure why. I think it was Giant Bomb was talking about whether or not there's like a weed growing. You need like a command room. 
You need like a command center with all the idle clickers just up in front of you, so you can just watch your numbers like they're it's, stocks. Uh, it's called Jeff Gersman's Twitter a little bit, where he finds a new idle clicker, and I'm like, I must experience this. What is it? Oh, this one. I am mad. I have played enough idle clickers to be like, no, this is a good one. This is a bad one. This is a good one. This is a not so idle idle clicker. Like some of them involve a little more too too much involvement to get the joy out of it. But yeah, there's a there's a weed grow one called like Grow Life organic something or some bullshit i'm not by weed you mean like marijuana yes. right and i okay. checked it out because they were joking around about it and you know that's a really bad clicker that is a unforgivably bad clicker i thought the battleborn mm-hmm. clicker was bad this one is worse way worse unforgivably mm-hmm. so don't check it out don't look up weed clicker Android. I didn't plan on it. Good. <laughs> uh, so, um, as mentioned, I believe, last week, actually, our main topic this week will be Uncharted 4. And the Woo! Uncharted franchise as a whole, um, throwing this out right now, fucking spoilers all around. Uh, y- y- you've been warned. It's The game's been out just long enough. I don't feel totally bad doing this. Uh Come back next week, I guess, if you want to not be spoiled. Uh, you can contact us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com, spelled as it sounds, to yell at us for spoiling Uncharted 4. I don't think there's actually that much in that game to spoil, ultimately, given the nature of an Uncharted game, but... Say, they all go the same way. Yes, <laughs> uh, but so yeah, if you're the kind of person who wants to play that game totally blind, or wants to play all of the Uncharted games totally blind, consider yourself warned... I want to talk about kind of how Uncharted 4 is a the ending to the franchise I never knew I wanted and got. So expect anything related to Uncharted is on the table now, and maybe even slightly The Last of Us, but probably not. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Uncharted 4. Indeed. So where do you want to begin? Uh, it's... You've played all three Uncharted games, right? I did. I do not remember one and three nearly as clearly as I remember. Yeah, that's. Two I guess four. that's why I want to talk about a lot because going into Uncharted Four, I was coming off of Uncharted Three. I was kind of like, okay, the trilogy's over. Uncharted Three wasn't great. I'm okay with this being only a three part game. Like, and they announced Uncharted Four, and at the time, I was like, man, they are just fucking milking it at this point. And then I put Uncharted Four and. That's the best Uncharted game they've made to date, so I was kind of happy they made that. But at the same time, I never want another Uncharted game ever to be made. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want there to be another... Or I, I would be happy if Uncharted 5 came around. That said, I do not want to play The Adventures of Cassie Drake, kind of jumping ahead a little bit. That is not a game I'm interested in, because her character design drove me fucking yeah. bonkers, because she's so monotone and flat of a human being um where it was like this is that time uncle sam and uncle uh uncle victor did such and such well that's dad with a shotgun she's supposed to be she, it's that's gold like she's completely on it like she's surprised and impressed in everything but emotion. We'll get to that part in a second i guess cuz i thought that whole little end part of the game was super cool but yeah i we probably have different. I thought everything was cool, but her. <laughs> I think she's supposed to be uncool. Like it's it's very much like this is the Uncharted gameplay museum. Like here's all the crazy ass shit you did. 
let you have reactions that we're not we're not telling you how to react unlike the rest of the game. We gave you a super monotone character that will remind you what this shit is, but never actually tell you how to feel about it. Yeah. I mean, from a museum standpoint, I absolutely adore yeah. the ending of the game. Like, um, it's just sheerly from our... I just don't like Cassie oh, no, she Drake. Is not a great character, but um, I think intentionally not a great I character. I think I was more interested in their dog that I gave two biscuits yeah. to. Um, but pretty much it was walking through and being like, okay, everything that can be interacted with, prepare to be touched and molested in a game design sense. And have, like, greasy fingerprints all yeah, over Yeah, no, uh, so... Um, let's talk about Uncharted 4, I guess, first, before we get into Uncharted as a whole, because I'm not sure you can talk about one, ultimately, yeah, without the other. Yeah, car in front of the horse yeah, a little so, bit. Um, what did you think of Uncharted 4? I have my gripes, like, the stealth system they added to that game was good, but it made the combat in the game noticeably, like, yeah, the combat is the worst part of this game, actually. I actually still love the combat in that game, and I actually thought it was perfectly fine. Because what I basically did is I didn't, like, do restarts or anything yeah. like that. I was like, if things went, you know, bosoms upward while doing a stealth section, it immediately became a shooting oh, sure, puzzle. Yeah. Um, so it was, I, I thought that the stealth made the shooting a little bit easier because I could take out a few guys beforehand and then shoot my yeah. way out. Um, I don't think I full stealthed anything. I did purely um, because something about the shooting in that game I have never liked, and because you had to kill less guys with some frequency if you did the stealth stuff. So I actually spent a lot more time doing the stealth quote correctly, so I didn't have to bother with the firefight. Like it was the I would have like, oh I fucked up the stealth section. Man, I have to shoot my way through this now. Son of a bitch. Yeah. I don't know. I love the shooting sections. Um, I actually, I like th- how it really forces you to use all the mechanics and like all the blind firing and the rolling and the moving yeah. to cover and stuff. And th- this game I felt had a lot more in the way of soft cover than a lot of the previous games. Yeah. Like a lot of the previous games, you could really like just get behind a stone wall. And this one's like, nope, no stone, all wooden. You need to. Oh move. no! The, the overall combat of the game is greatly improved. It's just something about how the guns have always handled and how many bullets it takes to kill guys in the game has always just rubbed me just slightly the wrong. It's not a huge problem. I've played all four of them at this point and loved all of them. But it's always mm-hmm. been like a man. I wish this part was just a little bit better. Well, I enjoyed it. Like I don't know. There's no kind no, of argument to that one. No argument there, kind of thing. But like, I really did enjoy yeah. the fact they upped the stealth stuff and some of the stealth stuff you mm-hmm. could do. It was nice to have a feature yes, added, very much so, and not just grappling hook the feature. But like, no, we gave you a traversal tool, and we gave you a whole new combat tool that actually functions with the traversal tool. And in addition, you can fully ignore it, and it's completely yeah. viable. Um, if you wanted to ignore the stealth, you completely could. And as you're kind of pointing out, if you wanted to avoid the combat, you can completely do it it was really i mean there are definitely sections where stealth isn't an option like when you're shooting out of the uh it's not an embassy uh, out of um the auction in the beginning of the game you can't or you can't stealth your way out of the one room that's filled with No, so that's the thing when they gave you a you can't stealth the scenario option the combat is fine when they're giving you a you could have stealthed this but you fucked it up that's when i always was like man this is a bad shooting gallery 
I mean, it's not supposed to always be in the player's yeah. favor. They want to make it challenging enough that you want to explore yeah. both. Game designers tend to want you to play with all the toys they no, present I know, you I with. Know. But yeah, it, the, the thing about um, this proportion in that case where it's like when it was you have to shoot, I'm like, no, these are great shooting houses. When it was, oh, I fucked up, mm. it's like, yeah, this is bad now. Or not as good as it could be. Yeah. They're not necessarily cover-filled. The, it what it does is it forces you to have to use some of the stealth because you can't. It makes it more difficult to rambo through sections. Because yeah. Nathan Drake, even on very hard difficulty, still shrugs off bullets like a champ when you compare him to Flesh and yeah. Blood. Um. So I, I guess like I don't mind that not every level is a good shooting gallery because it forces me to adapt my playstyle to the fact that. You know, the game didn't want me to just win here. It doesn't want me to just no, sure. waltz my way through it. No, nah, I guess my frustration um, pops up where it's like, there's always one mi- There's always one you can't stealth this shooting section in the game. It's always at the end where you're bunching into heavies. You know what I'm talking about. You're in that house. It's starting to burn down. You're trying to follow what's his name, Wraith. It's like the five heavies and the army of guys. I just sat there and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, not again. Not this but, This is verbatim how the game's yeah. been. Because the thing is, is... One of the things that the Uncharted games will do and don't do well in a weird way is um, boss yeah. fights. Because it's very... Now, the Uncharted games have not made anything supernatural, quote They totally have. Like? Um, the zombie things in the first one. I don't remember the first the one first like one at totally. all. But I thought they explained away pretty much like it's everything throughout the game. a virus from the... Sur- I'll use supernatural in air quotations. You have um, fucking Shangri-La I put it in juice. Quotes too. What? <laughs> well, Shangri-La juice. I, I put it. I put it in quotations as well. Like, if you can suspend disbelief that the Shangri-La Shangri-La juice is just like methamphetamines. I, I or don't something, think you can like. wave it like that. So that's actually been. But they're not fucking Yetis, though. I, that might be worse. Like, if I, if they'd been Yetis, I'd been like, okay, it's a fucking Yeti, whatever. But no, it is blue people that take, like, rocket... Drugs. Yeah, like, that take rocket launchers to the sternum kind of thing and shrug it off. And you're like, how? <laughs> it turns out they're just, like, on PCP. I, it, <clears throat> I, we talked about this, I think, off podcast a couple times. And maybe I mentioned this when I was first talking about Uncharted 4. My least favorite mm-hmm. part of all of the Uncharted games is when they reveal, quote, in my mind, the supernatural enemy. And that is either the zombies in the first one where it's like all the game mechanics are now thrown out the window because it's just, it's make it dead, or in 2 and 3, yeah, we're throwing you some heavy ordnance because these guys take a beating. Well, the thing is, is if they'd gone further down that hole you for um, climactic difficult baddies, they only really have heavies, which they spent at least the third game, the second game, and the fourth game. The entire end sections are just waves yeah, of heavies. Yeah, the heavies are bad. And it's because they, it's very difficult for, or because they're not going to go full down a supernatural path. They can't just have, and here's a fucking troll for you to fight. I, so that's like, the thing. I think they kind of do. <clears throat> they just won't commit to it enough, which is why I get annoyed. Like, it's... I think the third one is the ultimate cop-out where it's like, no, it was hallucinations. I'm like, no, I was popping grenades into dudes and they were taking multiple grenades. That's supernatural as shit. Well, I mean, the character's literally on drugs seeing shit and starts fighting, like, on a sandstorm. Yeah. 
like I guess I that's mean, just it's like it's Shangri La. You have this magical potion that makes you superhuman. Just lean a little bit further into it, guys. Like just go Tomb Raider, where it's like, hey, it's fucking Yetis. I don't need you to explain that. Just say it's Yetis, <laughs> and I'll go. Okay, yeah, Tibet, Shangri La, top of the mountains, Yetis. Okay. Yep. I mean, that's the second game um, has yep. that one. But like, it, it's kind of the trade-off of with that and the bosses that we get. And what they ultimately wind up doing is, quote-unquote, explaining things away. And you get these just waves and waves of heavies, which are not the no, most fun the enemy in the game. None of the, quote, boss fight <clears throat> scenarios are ever fun, regardless if they're heavies or the supernatural element. And I think Uncharted 4 had the least of them, which, like... that. I'd rather challenging combat scenarios that were cool, like in Uncharted 4, where you're going through the boatyard, where it's um, like busted pirate ship after busted pirate ship after busted pirate ship. That was cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fighting the room full of heavies, I'm like, eh, no. Do I get a rocket launcher? No, you have to use grenades and bullets. Damn it. Yeah. <clears throat> but... I mean, once you surmount that part of the level, like, the rest of the game around it, like, this is such a surmount, or, like, this doesn't make the games oh, unforgivable no, like, the, the, this, or anything like that. This is yeah. the worst part of a game that's amazing, and, like, it's still better than some other games out there. It's, like, it's fine. It's the burnt... This is the little bit of extra burnt on the edge of a filet yeah, mignon. Yeah, this, this is... This is the only... Like, this is the thing I have to hook into in some ways, because, like... The rest of the game, at least Uncharted 4, is so so amazing that it's like no no it makes in my mind this kind of bad section just that much more noticeable where it's like no the game is gorgeous uncharted 4 is the best story you've ever told oh my god it's so yeah. fucking beautiful and i really like the scenery and like going to madagascar and stuff is absolutely gorgeous the scenery in that game is off the, the action wall. sequences are crazy like the fact they just throw a car at you and you're like Man, I don't know if I want a car in Uncharted. And then you're like, no, the car in Uncharted's totally awesome and totally deserves to be here. Like, everything the rest of that game does is amazing. They made the puzzles better in 4. They're never, like, so hard they're impossible. But at the same time, it's like, you have a nice <clears throat> aha moment every once in a while, which is cool. Mm -hmm. I, it's... I, I guess to take a step back on Uncharted 4, like, this was the first treasure story I actually gave a fuck about. Like, it's pirate treasure. Simple as that. Mm -hmm. It actually kind of seemed plausible. The steps leading up to it were cool. The puzzles kind of kept with the themes of things. I, It was just neat. And the inclusion of Sam, Nate's brother, was a fun, like, no, Nate's kind of super addicted to the chaos, and his brother's back to drag him back into it. Like, the fact you got suburban mm -hmm. Nate at the start of the game, who goes scuba diving to find some bullshit copper wire, it's like, yeah. Hey, copper's expensive. I, <laughs> And they make that point, but it's like, this isn't what Nate wants to do. Nate wants to be running from boulders and blowing up ruins and shit like that. Like, he is very much a treasure hunter. Yep. The, there were some moments that kind of drove me a little bit crazy in the game where, like, Sam would basically be like, look, we just need to beat them to the treasure. And I'm like, and how do you plan on moving hundreds of thousands of pounds of essentially, you know, gold, ore and mineral refined? Yeah, like, I what is your game plan for when you reach this thing? And it's been, like, oh, I didn't think that that's far every ahead. every Uncharted game, though, where it's like, what if we find it? We will take it. No, no. What if we actually find it, though? Like, 
if we find it, we have to move it somehow. And if this is as much gold as we think it is, that ain't happening. Yeah. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, the only way this works is if the boat that they're looking for is still working, in which case it's still the slowest ship I, on the ocean. It's a sailing ship, yes. I hope the winds are good and they are still not better than a 250 horsepower outboard yeah, motor. Exactly. <laughs> um, that said, that final fight with yeah. Rafe, um, I played this game with my roommate. He got to have the controller for that fight. But it looked so fucking cool. I don't like quick time fights like that, but at the same time, there's no other way of doing that fight. Like that was a cool ass fight. It, yeah, it was also a um, a very like, unlike quick time events that just like slam their face up on your screen. It took much more player noticing and like interaction and stuff. Yeah. No, my issue was um, also, I was awake at like 4 a.m. in the morning when I got to that part finally. Oh, that sucks. So I'm like, this is really hard. My brain doesn't work. I also really like the, I guess you could call it undertones and parallels between how they were running like the story of like, which one, the story in itself of the thievery and the slow degradation of uh, Henry Avery and Thomas yeah. II. And they're just like scumming each other, killing each other, and like what uh, they would call in the Hobbit getting dragon, uh, was it dragon sickness? Um, mm. basically valuing gold over their own more, uh, their own yeah. lives and stuff. And like how that was paralleling with basically Sam's life of I can either live a, you know, long, prosperous, boring life, or I can potentially die doing this, and he just couldn't go to the other conclusion. Um, and, like, I I mean, in his case, it's more than greed. A lot of it was pride and, like, self-obsession, because a lot of... It wasn't about finding the money to him as much as it was. I said I would get this fucking treasure. Yeah, no, like... I fucking got it. It took me a lot of years, but Part I of did. that character is also, I spent 20 years in jail... I want something for that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the twist thing of like him not being broken out by the what's it called? Like with after that happened the next day, I like went to work. I'm talking about like coworker, and I'm like, so when do they reveal that that drug lord's not real? <laughs> um, it, it's somewhat predictable, yeah. and but it's it's. It's uncharted predictable. You know that sh going into it, that shooting sections are followed by parkour sections are followed by shooting yeah, sections. Yeah, I guess like the best way to describe Uncharted 4 is everything good about Uncharted distilled down to the best possible version of it. Like, and there's some fun augments yep. on it. Where like, um, there's a section where you get cr you crash on some rocks, and the parkour system is just fucked for a couple climbing sections because it's all slippery and you're tired and you're dying slowly. So it's like, no, we're just going to mess yep. with you for a couple minutes. Yeah, he does shrug off being shot in the ribs a little too well. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, he's also a video game character. Like, they, they just bounce yep. back. Um, let's see, what else about the game? Um, The implementation of the grappling hook. Yeah. I felt it was very interesting, the feel of that, just because, you know, I talk about a game like Left 4 Dead 2, where it's like, okay, you pointed out the flaws in the previous uh, entries, 
And I really don't feel like that happened with the grappling hook. I didn't feel like having the grappling hook in this game made me feel like it was a huge missing element from the previous ones. Well, so if you think um, back a little bit, actually, the grappling hook was in, too. Was yeah, it? you couldn't do some... Where? Um, there's a section where you're following a guy who's throwing up grappling hook points for you, and you're going through it. It wasn't quite the same exact system, but... They established he knew at least to you was at that point. I think the best webcomic I saw making fun of it was, I've remembered how to do this now. Grappling hook. Yeah. Yep. It is a bit convenient that you literally can't fucking miss. Yeah, but at the same time. Um, I was expecting a little more like the hook shot in Zelda than it actually was, which I'm not upset by that by it's any very means. Action so just, these are my expectations, and here's what I yeah, wound up with. This was very action-focused grappling hook. Yeah. Um, that said, he has the world's either most broken or hardest coccyx in the yeah. world. Because you spent half that game sliding on your yes. ass down rocks. That's actually probably worth mentioning, too. Like the sliding mechanics were new for this game. It was like, okay, this is weird. Kind of fun, but a little weird. Some of them were a little too physics breaky. Where it's you like, shot across man, I the mountain. Other yeah. side of that hill. Yeah, you're going horizontal yeah. to hills. You can totally do that. This is not the fastest way to traverse a hill. Um, there was a bit too many, or there were too many like straight horizontal moves. I think, yeah. but there were when they were going vertically, they worked fine. Even the ones where you had to like dodge out of the way of like stalactites and stalagmites and shit. Like there were plenty of them that like you had to go like down almost like a maze-like yeah. thing. I would guess. I would say. Um. But I, that was a fun mechanic and was enjoyable. Now, um, did you ever play the new Tomb Raider games? I have Okay, not. so that was actually the kind of interesting thing for me because when the first the new Tomb Raiders came out, I believe it was after Uncharted 3, and I'm like, wow, they just made a better Uncharted game. And then the second new Tomb Raider came out, and I'm like, holy crap, that's an amazing Uncharted game. Like, these are Tomb Raider games. And a lot of the big improvements they made in Uncharted 4 felt very much like, okay, they saw how to do some of these things better in the Tomb Raider games, like the stealth mechanics. Like, no, you give them a full set of stealth skills because they'll actually use stealth then, which this is where kind of my issue came in, where it was, can I get some stealth weapons now or something? But that's eh, neither here nor there. Yeah, you never got a silence to yeah. anything. Um, it would have been totally fun to, like, whip around that goddamn grappling hook and slam around someone's head like a goddamn bola. Yep. That'd been fun. Yeah, but the, that was my issue. Where like the the stealth stuff felt like very well implemented, but a little bit half baked. Like, no, you could have done a little bit more. I'm not saying give me a bow because then you have quite literally ripped off Tomb Raider. But you know, maybe give me a silencer I can slap on my gun every once in a while or something. What I really wanted was a goddamn like whistle command. Like, yes. Um. Yes. Some stealth skills. That's all I'm saying. Like, just give me something. Yeah. Some just call people. I mean. That said, in most games where you can just whistle people to coming to you, um, usually it's a pretty broken mechanic where you just create yeah. like a conveyor belt of death yes. to one bush with 30 bodies in it. But yeah, no, um, they could have used some stealth mechanics on top of just, you can hide in tall grass. Yep. Um, say, I really enjoyed the section of the game. I'm, I'm just going to keep That's going fair. like free Go thought. It. Um when you started going through uh, Henry Avery's fucking torture yeah. dungeon shit, 
that was really cool. We started going down the like morbid, like here are the chests of the hearts that betrayed me. Here are the jaws of the tongues that lied to me. Okay, and, so like, um, you drop into that space, <clears throat> and uh, Nathan Drake's standing there, and I have my hands on the controller, and I go out loud, "Ah, oh, crap! This is where they throw the supernatural bullshit at me, and they didn't, mm-hmm. which I give them major points came. for." Yep. Say that said, in this one, they're not going for any kind of like, quote unquote, a metaphor. You're not going for Shingra La. You're not going for El Dorado. You're going for this guy's large collection of money. Yeah, no, but at the same time, like, you probably the more you fall, that's like, okay, I'm now going to fight zombie pirates. I'm just standing there, like, on my couch. Oh, please, no. This game's been amazing so far. I don't want supernatural bullshit. First corpse explodes. Is that it? I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. Yep. Okay. And it's just a collection of proximity zombies yep. from that, or proximity I'm okay. from then on. That was, I was okay with, like, oh, they're booby-trapped. Whatever. Fine. Yep. They weren't, like, lunging at me. They weren't like, oh, we're, we're skeleton pirates. Exactly. There wasn't, like, the, ooh, it's supernatural. I'm like, no, it's a fucking pirate. Mm-hmm. <coughs> oh, excuse me. But yeah, that part of the game was really cool. Um, there was one section that kind of stood out to me kind of awkward, which is I didn't realize how much Nathan Drake's voice echoes in his own goddamn head when you don't have another character around to compliment yeah. him. Which is in the sections when you first start chasing after Sam after he breaks the party. And there's no Sully. Uh, Lena is with Sully. And Sam's ahead of you. And Nathan Drake has basically nothing to do but go, man, how did, how did Sam do this? Oh, this is actually pretty high up. Yeah. Oh, geez. How did pirates, like, he starts getting, just straight talking to himself and he doesn't have the charm of Prince of Persia when he's doing that. Um, he's much more just pointing out he's... things than he is like making delightful that's banter always been in that in the section. Game, but, like that's a thing of that franchise. I think the difference was they gave you teammates the rest of the game, so it was less noticeable. I guess. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, I'd be fine if he like. It'd be nice to see a little more written. Like one of the things I think would be really cool to see him working out potential outcomes. Like, okay, Henry Avey was. It was this guy, and then he just starts, like, farting out facts about the other pirates in mention, and, like, they could have just used that as, like, some, like, knowledge drop, like, okay, I need to aggregate ideas here, so, okay, what about the muggle guy? Okay, you know, I know this about him and this about him. Um, How's that tying? Uh, I'm not making a connection. So, Thomas, too, what do I know about him? And then just, like, he could have just talked to himself and provided, like, tons of exposition and just interesting. Yeah, no, I... Uh, I like when games add that type of stuff to those segments where it's like, nah, it's a kind of slow segment. Let's fill in some information. But at the same time, it it wasn't as off-putting to me, I guess. Like, here was my issue. That moment happened, and it was like, okay, Sam's going to go for the treasure. And I'm sitting there going like, don't go after him. Please don't go after him. Let this (laughs) be the end of the game. This is the ending I want where finally Nathan Drake makes a positive decision in his well-being. Like, it's like, you know what? Fuck that treasure. Like, you know, my brother is not... She ain't worth it, bruh. It's all I wanted in some ways, 
And don't get me wrong, the stuff that falls might be some of the best parts of the game. Like, from a scenery standpoint, those were some amazing moments, the traversal you were doing there. But, like, it's like, uh, it's like it's happening. I'm like, no, don't go after Sam. Don't go after Sam. Don't go. I'm going to go after Sam. God damn it. I get why we're doing that, but fucking leave him. He betrayed your ass. He... Uh. Hmm. Yeah, Sam wasn't exactly what I'd describe as the most likable Oh, I loved Sam. I, he, I, I liked Sam a lot. That's not an insult. Yeah. That's not an insult. That's a character design observation. Yeah. Like, they don't necessarily want him to be... They crafted him so that in the opening of the game, they want you to like him, and that's why they have all the segments at the orphanage and stuff. Then towards the game, they designed him well enough that you actually wanted him to walk away from that character. And at the end of the day, that's actually good character No, 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 design. it's... I, Sam... They can bring you about I, on Sam him. is one of my favorite Uncharted characters, I guess, because I... Nathan Drake has always had some morals to him. A version of Nathan Drake where it's like, fuck it, I don't care about anything. I was in jail for ten years. I kind of like... Like, I like the yin and yangness to it, where it's like... The joke's always been Nathan Drake's killed like a hundred million people by now, too. Don't forget that you have Sam who's like, so who cares? Treasure. Mm -hmm. Don't yep. get angst about it. We literally signed yeah. up for this. We knew they were coming here. We could have dropped out at any time. Let's go kill some mercenaries. Mercenaries make it mm -hmm. way less bad. Mm -hmm. No, and I. Oh, yeah, nondescript amount of mercenaries. The, the best types no, of No, at the same time, too, it's. He's competent. Like, think about how many partners in video games are just incompetent idiots you're stuck babysitting. Like, Sam felt like an active participant in every moment he's in kind of thing. Like, and on top of that, the moments where you're kind of walking around and you can have specialty interactions with him where you can, like, sit in the pirate town and just kind of shoot the shit. Those are beautiful yeah, moments. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. awesome. When they uh, sit down and start having a beer, or quote-unquote yeah. beer. Um. It's no, also it's, interesting to see the little, like, non-impactful things, like, are you going to grab the soda or are you going to grab the yeah, beer? Yeah, exactly. I was actually playing the game with a friend, and it gave him the option, he grabbed the beer, and goes, no, nah, now I'm going to get the shit ending. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, those choices were really unimpactful. They, they weren't meant to be impactful. Like, it was just kind of a fun I know they thing were, you could do. Yeah. Well, so I guess to rewind uh, it a little bit, which of the th which of the games did you choose to tell Sam about? <sighs> which one do you Shangri think I did? It's the best one. Yeah, you, you are correct. <laughs> now it's I, I guess to kind of now broaden our topic up to the rest of the franchise. I like I said at the top of all this, I went into Uncharted Four going, I'm not sure I want more Uncharted. Really, I'll take it, but whatever. And I left going. I'm glad we got an actually good ending as opposed to three, which was a shitty ending. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I don't remember exactly ending it's, that it, well. Because basically what happened in my life is I got three, played through three, was like, wow, holy shit, this is a fantastic game. Bought one, was like, holy crap, is this more of the same? One was great. Bought two, and then I just kept replaying yeah, two. I got lucky I played them in the actual correct order, quote-unquote, you were supposed to, where it was like, I played one, I'm like, yes, it's a good game. Too bad the shooting's not good, too. Hey, they fixed the shooting some. This is a better game. Played three. Man, two was better than three. 
I honestly think I played them in the correct order because it allowed me to enjoy three, whereas you were left with knowing the pinnacle yeah, of two. Yeah, no, that's probably true in some ways, but three is also a solid game in itself. It's it's very rare they managed to kind of end a franchise this well, though. Like, it's just, hey, yeah. here's the ending to Uncharted. I like this ending a lot. I love this franchise. Good <laughs> job. You didn't ruin it. I was really happy to see the return of my favorite mechanic in the Uncharted games, which is, in, well, they gave me some of what I want, which is an Uncharted 2. When you beat the game, they have all the yeah. modifiers. And uh, my favorite one of which is the interchangeable main characters with partially fixed dialogue, <laughs> where they'll have, like, you can change Nathan Drake to, say, Elena, and it will be a half-bastardization of, like, main character dialogue with Elena's fully voiced grunts. Nice. <laughs> um, and in the modern, or in Uncharted 4, they brought back the modifier, so you can still do things like put on helium mode where it just makes everybody fucking high-pitched. <laughs> and, like, all these other just, uh, oh, and my favorite one, no yep. gravity has made a return. I saw that, I'm like, Jeff will be um, happy. Jeff will be happy. Jeff was very happy to see that. And um, No Gravity is the greatest mod for the worst reasons. Um, it makes the game so fucking difficult. Did you try out the multiplayer and at all? I have not tried the multiplayer yet. It's okay. Yet. It's got, there are some fantastic moments possible in that game. It, it's a third-person action multiplayer. It's nothing. No eSports being made around the Uncharted 4 multiplayer. <laughs> it's no Overwatch. It is better than Overwatch in my book, but at the same time, it is no Overwatch. Mm-hmm. But, um, as I say, the one thing that I miss that I wish they put in is you can't change the character models to other characters in this one. You can change them to the different of their uh, own character model, but you cannot... I cannot have double... I cannot bring back the glory that is double solid. Um, but I can have Nathan Drake go through the entire game in a scuba suit and have him clip through every single chair because he still has the uh, air pack Very on the nice. back. And that's about good yeah. enough. <laughs> I like the new emphasis but. on swimming. That was a nice touch, too. Like The more swimming was kind of cool. Like Just the little touches they threw in to make every mechanic seem impactful was nice. Hmm. Yeah. But, um... We've actually been doing this for quite a long time. Um, we're actually getting up towards like the uh, towards the clock. Yeah. Um, so I guess are there any quick last things you want to get into? No, we've talked more or less about it. It's I just want to reiterate the fact that I I, I was really concerned going into the game, and dear God, was I blown away by Uncharted Four? And I it's Uncharted now has to be one of the most uh, not maybe important, but one of the best. Just kind of holy shit! These are video games, video game franchises out there at this point. Like even the PSP game, mm -hmm. Golden Abyss, is a pretty solid video game at the end of the day. Surprisingly mm -hmm. so. <sighs> Excuse no, just, me. Mm -hmm. Nah, it's if you haven't played one, I, there's a bunch of HD collections and stuff like that. Go check them out for the love of God. Like I don't think you're ever gonna get another game made. Like Uncharted 4, really, because that game is so cinematic and so, like, here's the exact story we're telling. I just don't think there's a market for too many more games like that. Just it's, I'm really glad that game came out and went out with such a bang. Like, it's just nice to see. It's like, no, we give a fuck about this franchise. Look how many fucks we give. 
Yeah, no, they did a fantastic job, and also it's not like it's the end of Naughty Dog, so there's going to be other... It's going to be interesting to see where the Crash Bandicoot games That's go. That's not coming from Naughty Dog, um, so... Oh, it's not? Other people. Oh. Yeah, but it's going to be interesting to see what they do next, yeah. because clearly they've got a lot of technology sitting around, and they've got apparently a fantastic writing no, staff it's, that No, I was a little worried after a the lot original effort. Uncharted people left, but nah, fuck them, apparently. They can do an Uncharted game without them, apparently, <laughs> and it's better than 3 was, because 3 was not as good. Mm-hmm. I can agree with that. I'd play 4 over 3. Yeah, it, like you said, it makes me really excited to see a new thing from Naughty Dog. I'm not sure I want more Last of Us, but a new thing from Naughty Dog, given how this fantastic Uncharted was, I'm now curious for. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, as well, is it's not just the game mechanics that I want. I want them to make it uh, have a great storyline as well, and it's going to be oh, excuse me, very difficult for them to find a character and a universe. Well, I mean, it's a modern-day universe, but they're pulling from history really yeah. heavily. Um, to find something that just has the je ne sais quoi and, like, the flair that the Uncharted games had because they just, they picked from interesting topics. Like, Henry Avery is an absolutely, am- like, amazingly interesting character in history. And pretty unknown, and though. Then the I- so you have some leverage. Yes, and, oh yeah, no, they they definitely did a lot of, themselves a lot of favors in the writing yeah. category. But yeah, no, I'm. I want to uh, see what Naughty Dog does next. I'm hoping because of Uncharted, they have to make a sharp left turn and do something just completely different. Like, I don't know what they do, but like hard left into something just totally new. There's a piece of me. I think it's probably because I'm playing through Ratchet and Clank at the moment that like I'd love to see a cartoony, video gamey video. I'll fucking game bring back Ra- Dog. Bring back Jack and Daxter. That'd be awesome. Yeah, like. The- nail on the head yeah. right there. I'd love to see a new Jack and Daxter game. Like the games that make me feel like I'm playing a video game again. And you know, this is a toy. Yeah. This was, this is fun. I'd be okay with that. Um, um, and if they were to go the live action route that I, they have earned my yeah. trust. <laughs> no, I'm very excited to see what they can do next is the general thing. And if it's more, if it's more Jack and Daxter. Yeah. 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 Something we used to do is going to be chomping at the bit if the, if that's what they announce. Especially if it's like Jack and Daxter 2. I'd be like, yeah! <laughs> that's another game I'm going to bring up with my PlayStation 2 as I'm playing through, I think, Jack 3. Uh, Jack 3 is not as good as Jack Anyways. 2, but Jack 3 is a pretty good game still. It's all. It also has a lot to do with uh, availability. Yes. <laughs> Jack 2 is amazing. It was the Grand Theft Auto for those of us that weren't allowed to get M-rated games at the time. Or Simpsons Hit and Run. Better than Simpsons Hit and Run. <laughs> oh, that was my I, GTA. That was just driving, I think. You couldn't get out of the car, right? No, you totally uh, got out of the car. Hmm. Misremember. You also could, quote-unquote, hitchhike. Uh, you went up to cars and pressed triangle and got uh, in. Ah, <laughs> yes, hitchhiking. It, it was like verbatim GTA. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now that we're nice and off-topic, uh... We are the Wicked Awesome Cast, part of Something Wicked Studios. You can find Something Wicked Studios over on the YouTubes or online at somethingwickedstudios.net. You can email us at the Wicked Awesome Cast at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. If you send us a cool email, we might read it on the show or something like that. We'd love some questions mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, Jeff, you mentioned that you're probably not going to be on. Um, 
The podcast will be a little different for probably the next two weeks. I think we've threatened doing a best of all the preamble I cut off to make the kind of intro sections for this. Because Jeff will be gone for two weeks. Uh, maybe I'll have Alex on the second mm-hmm. week and we'll talk about Extra Life or something silly like that. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Bring up some bile about World of Warcraft. <laughs> Charlie, what was World of Warcraft I'm... like? Fuck you and fuck your mother. <laughs> Get you nice and riled up. Down Back in my day, we got to level 60 and we liked it. And that was where the game mm-hmm. ended. Yep. But yeah, we're, we're up. Well, the Wicked Awesome cast, uh, like, comment, subscribe, or whatever you're supposed to do with podcasts. Share us with all your friends, and let us know what you thought. Again, email wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Spells like it sounds. There's also our website. You can comment there. So, yeah, any last profound words before you disappear for two weeks, Jeff? Cue the metal. Cue the metal.